This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, I'm Armand. And I'm Nicole. And we are Broadtree. And you're listening to Tobin Tonight. Tell me a little bit about how you guys formed, because I know one of you was, I don't know if both of you were doing it, but I know, Nicole, you were doing musical theater, I believe. And from the bio that I've read on you, Armand, you were doing through different bands at Ryerson? Yeah. I mean, I started like I started my own bands in, in high school. I guess my, my first band broke up in like first year of school. I started to try to look for another band, then I got bored, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing. I was writing all the songs in the band anyway, so I'm just going to take them, make it acoustic, and put it a solo record. And that was fun, because I got to tour across Canada, so that was a lot of fun. And I think ever since then, I mean, there's there's been something. It's either been like a solo thing, or there was a, like one pop band, and pop punk band after another during like that 2009 emo craze that, that we all went through. So it was fun. I mean, I, I had a blast playing in those bands as well. Then I did a, su- a second solo record toward that one. I got back from that tour because it was something like 24 shows in 27 days. Like it was, it was nuts. Oh, wow. I remember driving home from that last show date, taking out the gear, stashing it in a closet and being like, we are done with music <laughs> for the next little while. <laughs> Six months later, I still didn't want to play music and I was really eager to just jump back into something creative. And I pulled up my guitar, played it for about five minutes, went, nope, that's going back away. Uh, so I, for whatever reason, decided to kind of like pick up on my high school days and jump back on stage and acting. And yeah, that's, I think, acting kind of took off and acting's where I've been for the last seven, eight years. I honestly didn't think that music was going to, and then, you know, cue, cue the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So explain to me, like, were you doing as well musical theater at uh, Ryerson or like, what, were you at Ryerson as well? No, no. So, um, so I'm originally from Nova Scotia and yeah. uh, I guess by the last name, I was guessing by the last name that I was <laughs> the East Coast. I was going to yeah. say like, well, one of them was from the East Coast and judging by the last name, like she has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I originally, I didn't really have any plans to sort of go into performance at all, but then I really fell in love with it in high school and started out at school in Newfoundland for theater. And then I moved to Toronto to pursue musical theater, which is the first time I ever had any kind of vocal training at all, which is kind of late in the game. I realized once I uh, got here, but yeah, no. So uh, I, I've been lucky enough that I've been able to sort of make a go of it a little bit in, uh, in theater and musical theater around the city. And then Armand and I met in a show a couple of six years ago, something like that. Twenty fifteen, that's all. I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> around that. Six years ago, and uh, it was actually a show with a company that we both work for a lot that does like it's kind of a recurring thing. It's about Star Wars, actually. It's really fun. We're both big dorks as well. So through our Star Wars show that has happened a number of times, we sort of figured out that we like we like each other. We get along. We have a great time. And uh, then um, we were both in a musical together called The Last Five Years, which is just two people. 
So it's just the two of us on stage throughout the entire show. It's pretty well sung through. There's not very many spoken words. So we spent a couple of months working on that show. Obviously spent a lot of time together. We know we work really well together. We know that we have fun together outside of work. And then, you know, I was sort of on tour with theater stuff for a while. We hadn't really seen each other in a while. And then the pandemic happened. And in November, Armand was thinking of picking up another sort of solo album and trying that again. He wanted to do a duet on that album. So he reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to sing with me on this duet? And I hadn't done anything in like over a year. And I was like, oh, God, please, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we recorded one song together. It's a Taylor Swift cover that we turned into a duet called Red. And that was our first sort of single to go up on Spotify. And I was so excited because I've never, ever had, I love music and I've never had yeah. anything on Spotify or Apple Music or anything like that. So it was very much a first time for me. And uh, even though we'd only planned on doing the one song, we really liked it. And so we decided to shoot a music video. And then we felt that since we had this music video, it deserved like a proper launch. So we, in like two days, just compiled some covers of songs that we like. And we did like a virtual concert and people really liked that. So we decided to record an EP and then like with those covers. And then um, by the time that EP was like on its way to coming out into the world, we were already sort of talking about maybe writing some songs of our own together. By the way, all of this is in the span of like two months. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was like, going to say, like, way to keep active and way to almost give yourselves heart attacks at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That a whirlwind. It's, it's <laughs> like, I don't think we've, we haven't stopped since, since I think the day that like we, since the day you came over and like we first recorded vocals for, for Red, it's just, it's been nonstop and it's, it's been great though. It's been a really good way to, I think, it just saved, it saved the pandemic for me. Like it saved me, it got me out of the pandemic. We were at the point in our careers artistically when we were doing stage individually where we were like, I was ready to quit my day job. I was ready to basically like, I'm, I'm making enough on stage right now that I can actually just abandon it all, which is great. And then the pandemic hit and we're like, oh, so there goes everything. Like everything like, we worked like, for for years. Like 15 years and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask, like, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I, I did think this was interesting when you said earlier about, like, taking, uh, after doing, I think you said, like, 24 shows or so in, like, 27 days, putting away the guitar, putting away the instrument, and then taking it out for just, like, five minutes, and then going, like, okay, I'm not ready. Like, so what got you to that point where you make the phone call, you get your, like, because I've been in it, like, to be honest, when, the, when COVID hit, I was like, who the is going to want to do interviews when there's nothing to talk about. And then I'm sitting there like, why am I going to do it? Where am I going to do it from my room? Like who's going to want to see a 29 year old in their room trying to do interviews. <laughs> but at the same point, I was like, what about if you do get an act on that's like, Oh my God, like, like Nicole said, I am doing nothing. It's like, yes, I will come on. And yeah, we will talk about gummy bears. If that's all you want to talk about, we'll talk about something. I was in the same boat as you. It's like, I'm doing a, a job and then I want to do podcasting on the side. And it, I guess it's just to the luck of the draw that I was like, okay, let's be persistent. Let's go do this. And I don't think if I didn't, I wouldn't have got like someone like a Bob Saget on the, on the, on the podcast. And I look back at that and I'm like, that's a small victory. So I feel like to you guys, yes, it's two months of just nonstop working, but you're getting exposure. You're getting yourselves more active in something that you enjoy but take me through that process of when did it click of like, let's do this. Like I got, I, I'm yeah. I've spent five minutes from not wanting to do it to let's go. Like I said, pandemic made a huge difference. Obviously I'd been doing virtual events with, with this other production that I'm in and it's been, it was 
it was fun, but you know, like it's literally the same show every single time for a bunch of corporates and you know, it, it gets yeah. tired after a while, but it pays the bills, so you can complain. So my partner in that other production, her and I just got together and started recording a bunch of covers. Like we, we decided to just take covers and just completely strip them down and make them so depressing. Which is was that's how you very, do it. It was very fitting for the pandemic, right? Like we took your one that I want from Greece, and when you hear, it, you're like, Mike, duh, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> it's Why? beautiful. It's haunting. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what you'd expect. So I think that, that kept us going, and then I know she some other projects going on at the time. So now that I was actually actively playing, I'm like, all right, you know what? I can, let, let's let's like pull out some of the old songs and see if we still like any of them. You know, there were a couple that still kind of made the cut. And yeah, I think it started to get to the point where like I, I had a couple of songs in the works and like, all right, they're, they're starting to go somewhere, but let's play it safe. And let's start with the, like, I know there's a couple of duets and one of them is red and I love this song. So let's start there. Cause if this works, then maybe everything else will work too. And, you know, I'm, I was so happy that Nicole said yes to come over and do it because that, like, you know, somebody that I worked with quite a bit in the past. And, and I think that's what sparked it. I think like, actually hearing a studio version of something that you've done rather than just like a voice recording on your phone. That's where it clicked, you know, cause it felt like we were truly being, we were being very, very productive. And that was really like, it was, it was a nice gift. It was a nice feeling. I can honestly tell you that that duet was kind of where I figured things would kind of stop. I'm like, all right, well, we got the one duet. Maybe we'll release it. Maybe we won't, but it's, it's cool to have. We have something to show for this pandemic. If you had told me that, Five months later, we'd have an album out and this Instagram account that's going nuts and like all these, like all the things that we're doing right now. No, like <laughs> not a chance. It, it's moved at such a fast pace. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the way, the way we work together. Have this like weird hive mind that when we're writing or when we're, when we're coming up with ideas, whether it's just like, it's something like artwork or whether it's a song or just a lyric. You know, I'll, I'll be writing a lyric. I'm like, um, blah, 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 blah. And then she'll just immediately just finish the last word. I'm like, yep, that's, that's exactly where I was going with it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it, it honestly came out from a night of red wine and being bored of pulling out my guitar and then that turning into this, which is always good. And it's always a great thing. No, like, I think it's interesting going through that whole story that you went, like the whole kind of roller coaster there. But I, I do think it's interesting because again, somewhat like what Nicole went off of the point of when you finally see something that's no longer on your phone, it's like a voice memo and it's actually out in the world and people listen to it. Like, I mean, just doing through podcasting, I think this took about maybe two years to really, and it's not like it took two years because I'm lazy, which I like to just kind of make the joke at because people are like, don't ask Brian to do stuff because it's going to take him like years to do. And I'm like, great. No, one's going to ask me to do things. That's awesome. Um, so but it was like, I sat down in a room one day with my roommate. And first, this was actually supposed to be like a sports kind of uh, podcast and trial and error. It was like, oh, let's do like updates on like Ottawa sports. It's like that happened on the weekend and you're going to put them out on a Monday. It's like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. So I just got into doing interviews. And again, I, it's not like you have an ego about it. It was just like, who's going to listen to it? Like, who's really going to give a shit about at this point, a 25 year old opinion on stuff and then i was like all right who cares even if like two people are like i listen to it i think your opinions are shit but okay <laughs> um when we started doing interviews i was like okay like let's put it on spotify let's put it on soundcloud let's put it on platforms and see and i get surprised sometimes when you get it like some comments like on i think it was like carlo's video i i had posted a few weeks ago and someone's like really good interview i like that you asked these questions i was like 
I only asked him because I was interested. I don't know if you were, but great, like awesome. So, I mean, if someone listens to this interview and was like, yeah, I really like the interview you did with Broadtree. I was like, great, awesome. It's like, I interviewed because they were nice enough to come on. But I, I think that's the like small part of it that's a little bit humbling at times where you're just like, who's going to listen? And it's like, well, maybe who will and see what they think. Because I've actually gone and listened to your covers. And again, like I tell everyone on this podcast, I shoot from the hip. And it's like, you know, there's good, there's bad. And for yours, I like the intros because the intros, I, I think, and hopefully this is a compliment or compliment or sorry, compliment for you guys. But like, it reminds me of almost like a Phoebe in a Central Perk. That's how I see it as not, not her singing, but just that's where I envision it, where it's like, that is on our like list of pressers. That's going to be. Yeah. Now you're saying we have to, we have to cover smelly, smelly cat. cat yeah. <laughs> no, no. I was Well, I mean, if you want to, <laughs> but that's how I get, cause it's just the intro is so peaceful. And I feel like I'm at a coffee shop where people are performing and I'm like, okay, this is good. The only thing, this is where the slight comes. It's like, why so many Taylor Swift songs? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> So, well, so so one of the so, mm, so one of the uh, one of the things like especially right after the album came out is we were we were promoting our own stuff so much on Instagram we started to get messages of like cool but like are you guys gonna like start playing stuff that I know yeah. and we got a few of those messages so we're like okay well what if we we don't want to like inundate our Instagram with covers like what if we just try to think of a way like let's do a weekly series we'll call it Broadtree does. It was supposed to be every four episodes, and then four turned into six, and now six is turning into seven. Yeah. But basically, the concept is like every now six weeks we'll have a theme, and Taylor Swift is kind of regarded, so we, yeah, we did those, song, and now so. the next one is like like Canadian artists. So I think we've done what was the first one we did? We we did Life Is a Highway. We did, yeah, we did Tom Cochran. We just did Brandy BNL. Yeah. So we have like everything from like that to Arkells to Brian Adams because everyone in the world will know that song. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it's nice to it's nice to be able to kind of have, like, a different theme to, to what we're doing. And it, and it opens up a, a little bit of a challenge, too, because, you know, pulling a leather jacket by the Arkells and going, like, cool, how do we make this an acoustic duet? <laughs> this should be fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, so, yes. That, and that's, and that, no, 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 that, that's fair. I mean, that's the challenge, right, where it's, like, you're putting out your own music, and then sometimes that people come across, stumble across that. But of course, yeah, when you do covers, people obviously know that song. And if they like your cover, they'll come back to it. Like my favorite one to come back to, and like, I kind of hope he gets exposure for it. But like when they were doing the Friends reunion, and of course you have the Friends theme, Voice Avenue, and he does a really good acoustic one. And I'm like, man, like if he, if a lot of people had to give that more exposure, I'm I'm sure a lot of people do. But if the company that was making this Friends reunion had to, to know this song existed or his cover, I would love that to be the ending, like where they, you know, do the piece because it's a really good acoustic cover. And of course, no one's going to check out Boyce Avenue's original song because they're like, who cares? But the cover gives him some more exposure for people to go see his original music. But again, with your covers, I do enjoy them. It's just like when I notice a lot of Taylor Swift, I'm like, okay, the red is coming. I get it now where the red and then it's doing the covers. And again, if it's kind of to give you somewhat of a social media credit here as well. Taylor Swift is releasing like, you know, old albums. And so if people look up, say Taylor Swift or whatever, and they stumble across your versions, maybe they're like, Oh, I like this sound. Let's see if they have original stuff. I like that as well. So yeah. Kudos to you for that. 
Well, and, 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 well, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's as much fun as it is. It's also like strategically, it's always interesting to see like the follower count just jump up. Yeah. By a little bit. Like, I mean, if you just look at the graph, but always on the Wednesday leading into the Thursday, there's always a little bump right after the Joe's mm-hmm. one. It hasn't been as good with the Canadian ones, but, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Well, uh, but a lot of our audience is actually like American and UK, so that might actually kind of make sense. Yeah, but, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that kind of works in your favor in a sense too. Like, it's nothing against Canadian content, but it's like you know the exposure to the states, the UK, it's a big deal because you know let's not kid yourselves. Like, that's kind of they're bigger geographically or whatever you want to whatever the phrase <laughs> is for that. But I look at it from even when I go on Instagram and you see sponsored ads or sponsored artists. And I think it was like Griff with black hole. And I'm like, never knew this art existed only for this. And I was like, Oh, I like, I don't care where you're from. Cause it just, it's music. But when I found out it was like UK, I was like, never would have guessed it. But now that you mention it, now I can see it. But I was like, I just like the song. So yeah. we've actually stumbled across ones from like Ottawa. And I was like, I think you sound like you're from LA. And it's like, oh, they're from Ottawa? It's like, okay, great. I'm glad that it doesn't really just come across that way because if just say, although they're already famous, like if Bare Naked Ladies came out with Canada Dry as their first single, I'm like, all right, I get it. You're Canadian. Um, yeah. like I've already got you labeled, but yeah. yeah, but I know you're Canadian now and you're already successful. So yeah, I don't care if you're labeled. <laughs> it's interesting to me because when you said about UK and how it goes peeking up, mine doesn't. Mine goes the other way. No, no. Mine goes in the toilet. It's literally when I go on now on inviting future guests on, I'll be like, this is the podcast where the where we're just going in the shitter and they're just like, what am I into? <laughs> but no, obviously it's great. And again, I like the covers. But tell me what makes you decide which covers and which duets? Because I know when you were saying you wanted to make these kind of happy songs a little bit sad or dramatic because of COVID. I'm like, there are going to be people out there that like that. But I was thinking the vice versa, where you take an Adele song, where it's like, hello from the other side. You're like, hello from the other side. But <laughs> well, so that was, so that was the, the other product that I was playing around with last summer for as far as covers go between the two of us. I think we just try to have fun with them as much as we can. Like, I don't think yeah. we've, had a cover that we've had so far that we've been like let's make it slow and sad in a ballad if anything like well some of the slower songs we just try to speed up and just have a little bit more fun with the whole like sad making happy like that's the theme of the album from like start to finish like i don't know if that was the transition but yeah no i think you know we we pick covers based on like the taylor swift covers i think we pick we pick based on just you got three i got three yeah um, ones we knew ones, ones we knew ones we, like, we loved ones we figured that like people would people know would like know and most of them are pretty old so like all the <laughs> fans are just gonna be like we don't know this song we're like yeah no it's ours <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but yeah no the other fun thing about it is um when we find because we are you know theater people and so we really like the idea of like having characters and telling a story and so yeah. it's fun a lot of the times to find songs that are not duets that we can rarely do we even do songs that are duets usually we usually do song that is not intended to be a duet and then we turn it into one and we find these sort of new layers of meaning with the back and forth which yeah, is yeah. a lot of fun it's a lot of because to look at a song and be like oh if we did it like this then it's like this character is doing this and i'm actually you know. trying to think because i actually don't think we've picked it we've ever done an actual duet i don't know oh rewrite the stars, rewrite I guess. The stars but other yeah, than right. that yeah i don't think and strangers right but uh other than that yeah usually we you need to look at a, I think like, this is like the 90s kid in me that says this, but also <laughs> the trendy the trendy side, because of course that's what social media is. But it's like, do a Britney cover, 
find a Britney song. Yes. That, we have a Britney cover on our Christmas EP. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, okay. I, 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 wanna, I, I would like to see just personally speaking. It's like, I think it's like you want a piece of me or a piece of me. And just to see how to just be like, all right, that's a really poppy song. How are you going to make that acoustic? It's like, so you want a piece of me. It's like, it's like yeah, tough. <laughs> I want to ask you, of course, when you were talking about creating this album in COVID, tell me like a little bit about the, I guess the mental health part. Cause I know you were really opened about that. And I know when I posted, I, I don't post a lot about mental health. It's just because like, yeah, you can ask me and I'll talk about it. It's like disability. I'll talk about my disability, but you know, I don't want to brag and be like, I have a disability. Let's talk about it. It's like, all right, relax. Like we get it. <laughs> but yeah. Tell me a little bit about that during COVID your mental health during this album, like how did it all come to be? I know you said like it's been steady go, but have there been times where you've had to like take a step back and just be like, okay, today let's just get this done and then we'll call it a day. Or has it always been like, we got to get to this goal or I'm going to lose my shit. I, I think if anything, like after the album came out, after the first week, we realized we're like, we need to organize, like just Literally, even if it's a sheet of paper to like keep ourselves in check. Now we have like spreadsheets and dot yeah. like our Google oh, Drive was like moving colorful. on up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know, like I think COVID has been one of the best things in a way, and like yeah. you know, best thing I'll, I'll put for for mental health as a whole because for once people are talking about it and they're talking about their own mental health and people before and thinking about and it, thinking about and, it. And, yeah, and those conversations are ones that I could never imagine having with people. I could never imagine yeah. people actually being willing to do or, or have those combos. So that's been great. It's actually been really nice to have people opening up and saying like, oh my God, this is what I've been going through. What do you guys go and like actually have that conversation, which is the best part. I mean, it's not a comparison or anything like that, yeah, but yeah. it's nice to have that, that dialogue. I will say that I think with our diagnosis and having so much experience with it over like the last decade, it kind of helped us get through COVID at the beginning, or at least that side of it, you know, the side that was attacking everybody else, we kind of we just like, we're, like, anyway, we're like, that's yeah. just, an, you know, that's a Monday. Right? <laughs> so I think the, the best part about it was just being able to have those conversations with people that were finally able to like have like to, to talk about it, you know, as it led into the album, it, it became a really good theme to kind of have on there. And it, it became a really good outlet, I think, to, to finally write oh, yeah. songs about stuff that I don't know. When, you know, if I'm thinking about like five, six years ago, I don't know if I would have been able to write songs about the stuff, like songs about being borderline or songs about being bipolar. Like there's those, yeah. they're not the kind of topics that people usually want to hear about, at least, at least not in music. Like it's just, and it's not, you know, oh, I feel sad or I feel low. Like we don't sugar, we don't like to sugarcoat it. We're pretty flat out with it. We're like, mm -hmm. here's the reality, but let's, let's start a conversation. Cause if we stay, I don't know if we hide behind some of the words that a lot of people tend to do, it's. It doesn't, it, it leaves it leaves that wall up. I want to ask you to get back on like the kind of the music side of things here. How did you come up with the name for Broad Tree? Oh man. Okay. So people have told us, okay. So first, when we first, when we first released our first EP and when we first released Red, we just needed a name to put it under. So we just called ourselves A&N for Armand and Nicole. And uh, that, uh, that is not easy to find. Um, we had a YouTube channel. We were on Spotify and Apple music and SoundCloud and all these things. And no one could ever find us because the A like in a band name, isn't usually doesn't come up in searches and the ampersand oh, wow. doesn't either. So okay. we were literally just N, which 
you know, people could never find us. And it didn't really have like a very good ring to it. And whatever. Like, so, literally, if you, if you had us in our in your Spotify or Apple Music library, it would be under N. So, and so yeah, searching. So it wasn't ideal. We really came out with it very quickly. We didn't really put a lot of thought into it or anything. So when we released the album, we actually had the album fully written. I think it was fully recorded. And it was like right before we were going to distribute it. It was a week. It was a week before we had to deliver it. Before it we had to deliver it to our, our distributor. And we were like trying to think like, okay, should we come up with another name so that we can release the album under a real sort of band yeah. name? By the way, this is all an internal dialogue that she is having because I wasn't a part of this conversation. No, I, I came to <laughs> rehearsal one day and I said, because people have described our music in a very, it's 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 a different to say the least. People yeah. have described it as like musical theater over country. Very strange, but people seem to like it. So, and we'll take yeah. it. Why not? We're both theater kids. So I came into rehearsal one day and I was like, Armand, what about Broadtree, Broadway, plus country oh nice okay i see where you're getting at i was gonna say i thought it was gonna be like broadway meets treehouse but uh, that's pretty good i like that you've been enough, you've been enough kids theater like that that's <laughs> true but uh but yeah but that, i like the imagery as well i like the imagery a lot and i like that sort of natural sort of grounded feel i think it fits our sound yeah. well yeah. it's got a nice ring to it we both love it so I was thinking, like, like to kind of create my own image of it when it said, like, Broadtree. I was thinking, like, again, it makes sense now, knowing the background. But just say if you didn't know the background, when I first kind of seen on Instagram, like, you liked one of my posts or, like, you commented, I was like, at first I was like, why is a tree company following me? And then the second <laughs> thing, I was, like, I was like, okay, Broadtree. And then, like, I was like, obviously we do music and we interview acts. So I'm like, it has to be somewhere there. And I was like, okay, like broad tree and then i was like okay this sounds very organic it sounds again like country related because you think countryside trees meadows what what have you my image was like one big gigantic tree in the middle of nowhere and i was yes. like i was like okay but now it's like a musical thing where people like go around this tree and they sing and they dance so yes. i was like that yeah. makes sense to me see that's I where love my that. mind went exactly yeah. it. Exactly the imagery we want to convey. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that yeah. Makes me really happy. <laughs> I think Armand is just uh, like looking at me like that's not what I wanted to create at all. <laughs> well, Honestly, exactly like, perfect. Yeah, I no, I mean it. when the name came in, there was a moment of like I, I it's it's almost kind of like my brain froze of like, I need to process that for a second. Like because it, it sounds catchy. It was that like, will people get the meaning? Will people like it? Oh, do we have to change? There, yeah, that entire, and yeah. and I also love when people are like, oh, you guys are called Broad Tree, and then Nicole will always answer, like, just think of a big tree. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel a little kitschy being like, oh, it's Broadway plus country, because it's like, yeah. you know, like you're in a relationship, and it's like, oh, I don't know, Archie and Veronica, Varchie, yeah. you know, okay. like that sort yeah. of dumb thing. Like, so like, like, ben, like Benifer? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel I feel kind of kitschy telling people what it is. I like them to like not know, but yeah. I know and I like it. So. I always find it interesting, like when bands, duets, or whatever, like have a meaning to a name, and that's not a knock on other people who don't. But it's like, you know, I like the Arkells. I like Headley, even though Headley seems like you know, oh God, don't mention Headley. I'm like, no, that's fine. We can mention Headley. Like, give <laughs> shit. But it's like. You know, Headley came from BC, but it's named after a place in BC. Arkells is named after Arkell Street. Yep. Halsey is named after if you, it's actually Ashley, just rearranged. And I'm like, that's really cool. 
it's and cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's all, and I think it's like, there's a Halsey street. I think if it's New Jersey or New York where she's from, and I'm like, cool. Like to me, it's interesting. Cause that could have taken like five minutes out of their day, but they're like, no, we actually thought that through. I'm like, really? Like, I'm glad you're trying to explain this more to me. But in my mind, it's almost like you sat there one day. It was like, Brian, let's rearrange Brian. Roblon. That's my new band name, Roblon. And then they're like, <laughs> five seconds at that. And I'm like, it's like, you don't know that. I could tell you I spent an hour dissecting everything. Like months and months of decision making. Yeah. Well, I, 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 made the, I made the joke on a past podcast where I was like, I wanted to be in a band one time. And when you mentioned earlier about the whole emo phase, I wasn't in the emo phase, but I was kind of there. But I was like, I don't want to be emo. I want to be punk. So I was right. like, I like the color blue. And for some reason, I'm like, okay, emo's big, so let's think death. So I was like, bleff. And then they're like, what kind of songs are you going to sing? I was like, man, it's going to be like pop country. And they're like, people are going to be confused going to your concerts. They're like, I came to see bleff. And then they're going to be like, and the cat in the cradle in Silver Spoon. And they're like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we managed to nail when, when if people go to, to Broad Tree, they'll be like, this sounds like a broad tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, let's put it this way. When I think of like, even though you can market it around your music or market around your name, like I think Counting Crows, I know what I'm expecting from Counting Co or Counting Crows. Same with Matchbox mm -hmm. 20. But if someone said to me tomorrow, it's like, oh, R.E.M. got a new album out. I'd be like, okay, cool. And then it's like something completely not I like weird. I'm just still like, yeah. I don't un what like I always expect REM to be a little bit out there and Counting Crows to be like that kind of alternative sound. If it's like 1975, when I heard the 1975 the first time, I'm like, ah, oh, what a weird band name. And then I was like, oh, interesting music. Okay, that goes well together. But if it's like 1975 and they sing 1960s music, I'm like, I think you missed the mark there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so band names obviously are important. But there are band names out there like Blink-182, which you're like, where'd the 182 come from? They're like, we're never telling you. Mariana's Trench. They're like, we just thought it was a cool name. I'm like, there's more to it. You tell me. They'll <laughs> take it to their grave. I'm sure when they like all three of them die or in Mariana's Trench case, I think there's like five of them. It's like CBC or CTV. Like, you finally want to know about this band name? I'm like, yes, yes. They're like, literally, they seen it in a newspaper and thought it was cool. I'm like, you mother. <laughs> thing we've been waiting 50 years for yeah exactly i'm i'm still surprised because i think i watch a lot of like nickelodeon tv and like disney and i believe they were like talking about the vault and it's supposed to be open in like 2034 or something i'm like i should be alive for that but yeah. i would be so disappointed if they open the vault and they're like here's an old ytv clip of uh-oh i'd be like you wasted my whole life for a clip that I can look up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's a stellar show. I love yeah, that show. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you, of course, now about your, I believe it's your new song, Be As. Tell me a little bit more about that. And I, I read and I've seen it's been getting like good reviews. People have been liking it. So tell me a little bit more about this song and how did it come to be? And where do you want to go? Obviously, people are going like, I want more attention for my song, obviously. But where do you guys want to go? <laughs> Bias is a really special song. So it's it's sort of a reimagining of a Prozac song. You know Prozac? Of yeah. course I know Prozac, oh, yes. Good, good, good. Yeah, we love Prozac. And we... Uh, it's you think I have some kind of strange disease over here? Uh <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's a, it's a song that meant a lot. It's 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 sort of an anthem, and it's a, it's a song that meant a lot to both of us growing up, and I think to a lot of people growing up. You know, Pride was coming up. There was a lot of things going on in the world and yeah. in the country that are very sort of negative, and we were thinking about that. And and BS came up, which is you know one of the most amazing songs that Prozac has because of the meaning in it. And we wanted to sort of reinvent that for 2021. Yeah, and. I mean, back in 99, when it came out, it was an anthem that was primarily for, you know, I, I mean, we were listening to Prozac. So we were, we were at that age, you know, like 12, 13, 14 people who were listening to that song who, you know, were still in the closet. And I mean, that, it was a very different time when it came to coming out. I mean, you had to be, I'm going to argue that even braver than you have to be today because it was a completely different environment. So, you know, when you listen to a lot of the words in that original song, it was really about just like, who you are is okay. Be proud of that. And whatever you decide you want to do, that's fine. Like be happy, like be proud of that. So we love that message, but we went like, okay, so with just all like the, the, the riots and the protests that happened last year and just even like a lot of the, like just the terrorist attacks that we've had at home based on everything that's based on race and based on, you know, on religion. based on religion and like everything about who you are. I'm like, can we take that song and, and rewrite it and rework it so that it has a, a bigger message about, just being proud of who you are. It doesn't necessarily have to be pride with a capital P. It's just yeah. pride as a whole. And that's where and that's where we took it. I think we had we we looked at every single line. Every, every aspect you could be judged of in your life. Any sort of lifestyle or or thing about your identity that you could be judged negatively for, basically. And um yeah, once being we get a Detroit Red Wings fan. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We could probably work that in, <laughs> but uh, no, we we took every single we took all of that we 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 rewrote kind of stories for each of the individual characters that are within that. We decided not to repeat the chorus and each chorus to be it's a different, different like a different part okay. of what you a different identity. Yeah, and I think once we had it, the last thing that we needed because the original song had sort of it, testimonials like, towards the like the the last uh, about two thirds of the way through. They have a bunch of kids that come in and they say, you know. Hi, I'm Becky from Mama, Colorado. Be as blah as you want. And they sort of give yeah. their little message of inspiration. We did we did a call out for everyone. So like we were looking for people to just to make a statement about who they are. Not mm -hmm. not about your sexuality. I mean it can be, but it can be anything. It can be what you identify as when it comes to gender or your or religion your or your background, you know, where you're okay. from. Literally, like your job. I mean, we've had people that were like, I'm a teacher. I'm like, that's great. Like that's mm -hmm. that's something to celebrate, that's something to be proud of. So everybody basically sent in a voice like I'm so and so I'm a I'm blank and then we said and we left the blank open of like be as and we just left it blank and we said fill yeah. that out however you want and then just record your voice send it back over to us and it became this beautiful little collage of like 20 people just speaking over one another basically saying like I'm so and so and I'm this be as proud or be as be as black as you want to be be as gay as you want to be be, be whatever you want to be and I think that was that was the magical side of that song. Um, I still can't listen to those voices without getting goosebumps. It's it's beautiful. Oh, yeah? it's, I love it. It's it's definitely the most meaningful part of the song. Yeah, but I think in terms of what it it, it did, I mean, it made its rounds, and I think it's blown up. Really, it's blown up yeah, in, in the best way. possible way. Yeah, but, but I uh, that, more importantly, I would I would hope now. I hope it wasn't like it blew up and it was just garbage. <laughs> I'd be like, that's a weird <laughs> way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the the night we released it, so it, it released that on the typical Friday midnight release. We had a couple of things happen. So at around two a.m., I got a phone call from my cousin, which I, in Florida, 
Okay. My cousin doesn't call me. I don't know why she like this was so I'm like, oh no, did like and my heart went like I went to the worst place. I'm like, did somebody else die? I didn't pick it up. So I send a message, I'm like, what's up? She's like, I need to tell you something. So we picked up the phone. And she basically said that like within those two hours, she had a friend who had a daughter who was gay, but was terrified about coming up to her mother. She had come up to her father and her dad heard the song, said, you need to listen to the song. She heard it and basically said, she's like, I think, I think I should tell mom tomorrow. And yeah. we were just like, are what? Yeah. We got a message the next day, the next day, the next day from a somebody, later, yeah. a few hours later from somebody who said, some stranger we've never met. Who just no gave question. us this long spiel about, you know, the fact that he's been in the closet for the longest time, you know, his family's very religious and, and he didn't know where to start. And then he, he basically said like, he felt that that song was written for him and he was seeing his parents on Sunday and he felt like maybe now is the best time to actually tell them. So like, as far as when you ask the question of like how far we want that song to go, honestly, like our goal at the very beginning of this was like, if this can hit one person somehow make a difference, we've done our job. And the fact that like, we're, st- we're still getting messages and we're still getting people that are telling us that, you know, this song is making a difference in their lives or making a difference in their friends' lives. I don't know. I think like that's, well, more the, could you possibly yeah, want. that's the biggest accomplishment we could ever have. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I kind of bringing it back to when we would start earlier, when you were talking about, you know, pre COVID and when COVID was starting and you were saying like, okay, like I, I kind of want to bring it full circle and hopefully it doesn't get too emotional here, but it was like, you know, when you're saying I'm going to play this for five minutes and you throw it away. Like, so if you don't go through all this process, you don't get to this point. And it's the same with like putting your song on Spotify and you're like, well, who's going to care? Who's going to listen? One person listens, one person takes it and runs with it. And like, does what they want. They can either be like, it's a great song, but I'm still not doing that. Or they'd be like, oh, it's inspiring. And I'm going to like say what I have to say. I was going to be like, well, you know where you can find that song? www.nevergetover. Because I think that ruined the moment. The moment was so sincere. And then I was like, man, I have to find a way to put this somewhere. <laughs> but to bring it back to the, to the wholesome side. But yeah, I think that's interesting. Because when you were talking about, of course, changing the course, like be as whatever i'm getting people to implement it my first thought went to mike posner's be as you are because that's a really good song it's kind of like a same message and then my other one kind of went to kind of the canadian reference shania twain's when she talks about like i guess it's like an empowering women song because that's what shania does she's always done that like i know people are like well taylor swift's done it too and now it's like olivia rodrigo i'm like no shania then taylor then (laughs) olivia get it in order but I was like Shania's. She's. And I don't know. It's such a popular song, but it's like she's just. Or she's not just a pretty face. And like every kind of course in that, or every lyric, gets into like a different field of what a woman is, or what she like, whatever she's doing as her job. I'm like, that's kind of cool, because I guess at that time when she came out with it, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna empower women. But it's just not like I'm just not a singer. I'm this on the side, or I'm just not a mom. I'm also this. And like when people do those songs, it's inspiring. But when I'm sure Shania, if we ever get her on or if she ever like returns a phone call, uh, she would tell you the same thing where it's like, yeah, I've got voicemails or I've had messages. They're like, I like that song. Like at one point I thought I was just someone's mom, but I'm more than someone's mom. So, you know, in your case, be as if there's people coming to you and being like, I am more than just this, or I'm actually going to come out and tell my parents this or it's given me more pride to say that. I'm like, well, yeah, that's the kind of the point of music. Yeah. Um, there's certain lines in certain songs that you like really, really hit you. 
And for some reason, for like Sing for the Moment by Eminem, I don't know why it's this one, but it's like the one where he gets like Eminem is always kind of mad and raged, but I'm like, the inner child is like, yeah, I'm mad and enraged too. <laughs> so it's like, there's like one lyric and it. it's like, maybe they'll admit it when we're gone, let our spirits live on. And I'm just like, man, just the way that like everything comes together, the way the beat drops and everything. I'm like, that's, that's airy. But I'm like, I get what he's saying. But I'm sure there was other kids like, it's just a lyric, Brian. I'm like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> that's what I'm going to come back to and be like, maybe people will admit that he was on to something instead of criticizing him all the time. They're like, it's just a song. I'm like, we're, we're going to just go around this loop, I guess, for the next hour. But that's my version of that. It's like, <laughs> um, I, I want to ask you as well, because, of course, doing their covers, your own original content as well. Like, how do you find, I guess, the social media aspects? Like, cause I know you said, like, you're really pushing to get more content out there and get people more engaged. But I'm just interested from, I guess you said you started kind of when the pandemic started. So, like, have you gained, uh, like, a big following? Have people started coming? Like, because it takes a while to get a following. Like, I know when I post this at Wednesdays at midnight, it still takes time for people to be like, okay, Wednesday at midnight, he drops a new episode. Mm. Like, are you starting to see the trend come now when you drop a new... Like- I, think, I think having that consistent broad tree does yeah. feature, that's, that's helped. I mean, it's all about engagement, right? I think this pandemic's been interesting because it's allowed us to focus on social so much. If this didn't exist and we were going about our days, like I, we'd have fifty followers because we just no time. We wouldn't have time, and I like we wouldn't be putting in the time and the effort and the the research and the understanding to figure out like okay, what's oh, I still don't. How do I like understanding insights, understanding like best times to post and like what not to post, like all those little tiny things and like how to engage. Like those are those are things that you know I'd never really kind of focused on before, and but like. We have shifts <laughs> to manage, like this is the organization, but like we have shifts of like, cool. So on Mondays at three and at six, you're 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 checking and you're engaging. On Tuesdays at twelve and nine, I'll take it. So it it's become such an essential part of it. Yeah, we built the following. I mean, we have we have a lot of people that like we see constantly that that like our posts, which is great. And- well, and that's the fun part of it too. Is like there's there's that push that's sort of like. I don't know, the, the management part of it too. That's like about like, Oh, how do we gain followers and how do we blah, blah, blah. But it's also, it's, it's interesting to make those connections because we have these people that we talk to regularly, fans and fellow artists and stuff like that, that we make these connections with that will repeatedly have conversations with us and comment on our posts and it'll become a conversation. And that's cool. I like that genuineness to it. I think that's been one of our favorite parts. I think one of the biggest challenges that we're trying to I think wrap our heads around especially like in the in the next two three months it's great that like we we have such a great US following and such a a a weirdly large UK following I don't know how but I'll take it I'm big in India so (laughs) (laughs) that's epic our our like the Canadian one is is lower and and the only, I mean, the reason that's concerning is like we're going to get to start playing live soon, which is exciting because we haven't been able to do that unless there's yeah. cameras around. But you know, it, it's then it goes back into the old like avenues of like, oh, I used to use Facebook nonstop, and then the the album came out, and I don't, I think I've opened Facebook maybe once a week, mm-hmm. really, because because I because the focus has been so heavy on Instagram, and it just you know we're we're, we're engaging with people in such a different way. But I know that, you know, when we start to play shows, it's going to be once it's going to feel like, you know, the old days, 
please come to my show. But the, <laughs> I think the, the bonus side this time around is that people are going to be itching to do it. And I think everyone's going to be so willing to, this is me with wishful thinking, but I know that like, if I have friends that are going to say like, Hey, come to my show. I'm like, absolutely. Cause yeah, there's, yeah. we have a whole new outlook on a lot of this stuff too. Right. So we should also mention like this, this is, this is only our second Canadian interview. Like this is our second Canadian conversation that we've had in like twenty. Wait, I'm not the first. Click. No. <laughs> <laughs> <It's the best. laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, back back on. No. <laughs> but you know, like that's at one point it was it got a little concerning. I'm like, we've we've done like like we've talked to Japan, we've talked to like England, we've talked to Australia. Why can't we talk to anyone in Canada? <laughs> and I know that like, I, and I know that like it's. I mean we all know like it's, it's, it's a smaller demographic, it's a smaller population. And that's one thing, but at the same time, it also started to get a little concerning. I'm like, are we doing a U.S. tour with, with no Canadian tour dates? Because it's actually <laughs> starting to feel like that. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, if there's, if there's one thing to kind of, kind of look forward to coming out of social media, I mean, obviously we're, we're still going to need to have a heavy push on that. It's starting to look on like the Canadian side of things. And maybe that's, maybe that was the secret reason behind Broadway does Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When you mentioned that, it's it came up to my mind of like I think it was like it was either the Monkees, Westlife, or Oasis, and maybe it was all three. But like they just started getting popular in like the UK, and they had already migrated over to the states. And it's like, dude, we've been here for like five or six years. Like, why didn't you like us then? Now that we're gone, you want yeah. like it's almost yeah. like I look at it from like the girlfriend or the ex girlfriend or ex perspective, where it's almost like it's like yeah, yeah, it's like whatever it's my girlfriend and the moments it's your ex it's like i didn't know what i had (laughs) well now you don't that's why you want it because now it's not there it's like a dog with a bone it's like here's a bone and here's a blue ball it's like i will eat the bone and then as soon as another dog comes over and takes the ball it's like oh that's my ball what are you doing it's like (laughs) you didn't want it to begin with so stop um but yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I know a lot of the Canadian acts that we've had on have found like, you know, their success, say, in Canada. But it's almost like to the minimal extent where it's like you want to be known all over. And yes, we have the platforms now that help, like your Spotify's, your YouTube's, social media. But even they will go migrate to the States or migrate wherever. Like, I think it was like Robin Adelini, who has a great song with F-150. And I'm like... It, it's a, there's a part of me that's like really Canada like that's great that we listen to it but like you you just let her leave for the states and now the states are going to eat her up like why yeah. didn't you eat her up while she was here Olivia Lunny it's like I've got like a few songs from Olivia Lunny on my um, soundtrack just through the launch same with Sons of Daughters which just came through that but I'm like now they're going to Nashville and then Nashville's going to be like we took them and we made them stars and like we could have did that. Like, we that though. We're kind of we do that. And, and, and Robin's a great like Robin's a great example because it's been what maybe like the span of six, six eight months from like small town Oakville girl playing like nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now she'll be at this. She'll she'll get nominated for for something in November. At, at the well, I think I think it was funny because we had her on her whole story, which I thought was interesting. Like I like to find behind the scenes, like with any artist, especially when they're just starting off, and like. I'll be honest, when I first started this podcast, I wanted like the big, huge names because I was like, man, I want to get my self exposure. But then I was like, let's look at it from a two way street where it's like, you know, let's give them some exposure and then you'll be known as the guy who, you know, helped them on their way. And I'm like, that's cool, too. So I think she had mentioned that it was like a full maybe year that she had the F-150 
And then it was like, when can I release it? When can I release? Oh, you can release it. And it didn't really gain traction until TikTok. And then TikTok made it a little bit bigger. And like, even now with our new songs that are coming out, it's like, yeah, I get it because I follow her and their sponsors. But it's just interesting to me to be like, man, it took you like a full year. And that's not a knock. It's just like, how patient do you have to be? Like, there's times where I'm just sure that you're like, I'm going to release this. I just recorded it. Let's release it. Like, yeah. How about we fine tune it first? It's like, okay, <laughs> when can we release it? Then we got to look and wait another couple of months, figure out the timing. And I'm just like, I would just be like, screw you. I'm doing this now. <laughs> and it's like, why didn't it become successful? It's like, because we didn't market it right. We didn't do this right. I'm like, oh, okay. So we're doing the same thing for the second track. They're like, you're cut. <laughs> yeah. I like find it interesting. Cause like, again, like the whole marketing side of things like, um, and it kind of makes me feel old. Cause I grew up with Faber drive. And now he has a kid yeah. who's coming, who came out oh, with his own oh, songs, oh, right? And I'm just they're like, I'm like, what? That's your kid? And I'm like, you see, that, that got ugly because you said he had a kid. I'm like, oh, a baby, no, a kid that's putting out music, no, that's yeah. that's uh, no, no. Yeah, like I think he's like 21 or 22. So I mean, not disrespectfully to him because he's probably like seven years younger than me. But in my mind, anyone that's younger than me by five years, I'm like, you're just a kid. Yeah. Like, you're a kid to me. <laughs> you're a kid to me. It's like a 25 year old comes up to me like, we're getting drinks tonight, and I'm like, you're just a kid. They're like, yes. I'm paying for your drink. And I'm just like, oh, well, you're an adult today. <laughs> that's fine. You're still a kid. I like going off your point there of, you know, getting that Canadian exposure. And now post pandemic, I think people will start to come out, see shows. And then you get the kind of, then it's trying to balance both your social media and the live aspect. But if you're true to what you say you are on social media, and I'm not just saying that to you, I'm saying to anybody, then they know what to expect. Like I really enjoy you know, Prodigy presents, and then you do, obviously, you know, doing a cover. I feel like when you do that live and you get like your niche market or niche people that will come and be like, I really like that you did this song, but now can you do Prodigy presents? And you're like, okay, you have been with us for a while. Yeah. That's where it all starts to perk up again. You're like, okay, so we are doing something. It might be like, again, the one or two people at first, they're like, great we're getting there like i feel if i went out on a podcast in person someone's like you're that guy from like tobin tonight i'd be like no i'm not like don't mention that but but at the same point i'd be like oh it's kind of cool it's someone knows i have this i think one of the other and i mean being canadian you'll know this like i think one of the biggest challenges especially in toronto is is going to be venues i mean we've like every indie venue is closed down so i mean with like we, uh, Drake and Live Nation opened up a new venue. Yeah. It's supposed to be beautiful, but I'm like, well, we're not going to play there. <laughs> so like, it's you know, it, we're all the all the little like kind of like bat, like backs and bars that have their own stage and concert rooms are gone. So it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to try to figure out what, what where we're going to be able to play. <laughs> but you know, I think that'll come over time. It's getting innovative, right? And it's like, you know, I feel like in a social media world, like, again, when you do these prod tree presents and then do your covers, like, that's coming from what? Like, the house that you're in right now, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, like, even that to an extent, like, I know, say, your Luke Combs, Rascal Flats, all that had to adapt the same way. So it's like, it's kind of even playing field that way. Now, of course, when concerts open up, it's different, but there are still going to be people that are going on social media and like, man, like they're doing a live stream tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think as much as people want to give it credit of like, oh yeah, once the pandemic is over, everyone's going to be like out in the streets going, yeah, let's go to concerts. There's still going to be a lot of people that are like, great, you do that. And I'm still going <laughs> to stay inside and hope that these artists still do a few live streams every now and again because they're trying to ease their way into it. Like 
I like playing sports, and if they open it up tomorrow, I'm still going to be like, you know what? I'll wait till next term to play a sport because I just want to see how this all pans out. Yeah, like, I don't want to be like the casualty where it's like looking back at a history book where it's like these people thought it was okay to play. It was not okay to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also the younger I, I uh, I've done a lot of um, kids theater, and I just like young people in general. So I've. Uh, Hung out with some young people, and young people are all about. Everyone's so neurotic, and all of them are all about. And, I, and I'm not being like, oh, they're always on their yeah, yeah. Like, really, it's this. It's funny because I know when I was growing up, being introverted was like irregular. Like it was, yeah. there was introverted kids everywhere, but we weren't as common as the one. Yeah. And so it's it's funny to me now to you know go on Instagram and stuff and see everyone's that now like all of the kids that are like preteens and teenagers they're all very introverted now which I, is i seen i seen one the other day like I, I pretty much so i grew up say with facebook and msn like for the most part say msn so like it was your awakening to the world i find where it's like you used to be able to change things with lightning symbols on your name and then people used to take the message and put in like song lyrics yeah, like I, I remember my friend one time had a, uh, I think it was like a Black Eyed Peas featuring Justin Timberlake, Where's the Love? But I didn't know. I didn't know it was the song. So I just read it and I'm like, are you okay, Olivia? Like, is everything <laughs> fine with you? And she's like, Brian, it's a song lyric. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like five steps behind everyone else here. Okay. So oh, that was also part of the emo phase. Like you just always look at like a messenger and you just see like the, the, the My Chemical Romance and Taking Back Sunday lyrics. And you're like, yeah. I think they need a tap on the shoulder. Let's just check in. (laughs) We were the generation, I feel like, that once we went into Facebook, we still had that MSN phase because I think there's a lot of things where it's like when Facebook still had is, like in your your status. And it's like, uh, you look back at say 2019 or 2010 people, like if if you don't have them on your profile, but like you're about to add them and you can see all their old stuff, it's like Leah is going to bed, call or text, blah, blah, blah. Or it's like Leah is having a bad day. (laughs) <laughs> don't call or text. I thought it was funny when you had the people. I was like, I am so pissed off today. Call or text. I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm going to call or text a pissed <laughs> off person. Like, <laughs> why? Who is this for? We we grew into that. So I feel like it's a new wave where I'm, I'm not into TikTok. I'm not into Instagram as much. But when I scroll through the stories and there's like a story where it's like how do introverts or like how do extroverts become introverts or introverts become extroverts? It's like they got invited to a party and then someone adopted them. I'm like, oh, okay, this is for like age 16. They're like, yeah, that's totally how it happened. I'm like, or you could just be a normal person at a party and be like, just talk to two people. We don't want you to be the life of the party, but at least engaged or like, no, my social battery isn't high enough. I'm like, we'll recharge it. Right? Oh my gosh. I'll, uh, it's not making fun of them it's just to me it's like teasing them like someone would tease me the same way but it's like you know it's like oh my social battery is getting low i'm like well here's a charger <laughs> I'm like, that's not how this works i'm like go take, a nap. go take a nap and then come back out but i think even chorus has the commercial on like on hockey night in canada where a guy uh, they all go to bed like they all go to their own rooms and like at eight o'clock or nine o'clock they come back out and they all have a course and they're like I had a nap. It's like me too. Let's integrate, like interact. I'm like, or how about you just call it a night and be like, Hey, all our batteries are low. Let's just figure this out at another point. But this is a generation that would be like five months later. It's like, I'm finally glad we got together. It's like, yeah, it only took us five months, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Like Dave over here got married and went to the Bahamas by the time that you (laughs) got together. 
Oh my god! I so one of the girls that I used to tour with in a show. So it was like we we played the two sisters in Frozen. I I obviously the pandemic hit, and then I saw this thing because like we were like you know not like crazy close, but like pretty close because we were touring Canada together. Yeah, and we got along super well and everything. And then I saw on Facebook that not only was she like pregnant, she had a fully formed baby that she had had since the last time I saw her, and I didn't even know she was pregnant. So I phoned her and I'm like, "Oh my god, you have a child!" Like, what? She is like, "Who are you?" And you're like, "You're like, I'm a part of Broad Tree. You know, it's a thing where it's a broad and it's gray and it's tree country." Hello, hello. She's not there anymore. That's gonna do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Broad Tree for coming on to the show. Remember. You can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, thank you for listening, and good night. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.